He's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with 27 years of experience. And he's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And together, we're the Brief Brothers. And we talk about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. Well, Howard, um, today we're going to talk about something that uh, I think you uncovered in your uh, viewing of the internet. You found this uh, uh, video case study, not a case study, an article uh, about from the Wall Street Journal about yeah, Let's Campbell. make sure we, 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 uh, we recognize Wall Street Journal as the source. Absolutely. And uh, it's a it's a piece about uh, a journalistic piece about uh, Campbell's and their rebranding effort uh, and what they've been doing recently in terms of marketing their core soup line products. Um, so I thought we'd at least watch an excerpt of the video, um, maybe the whole video. I don't know. Let's 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 roll it and 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 we'll talk about it on the backside. Sounds good. For the first time in 50 years, Campbell's iconic soup can looked different in 2021. Even though the changes are subtle, it makes the can feel like one that feels at home in your pantry versus one that you remember seeing in grandma's or granddad's pantry. Mm-mm, good. <laughs> So let's break down Campbell's first major rebrand in decades and how those small changes are breathing new life into soup, the company's core product. The redesign is so slight that customers might not have even noticed it. It was really important here that Campbell's did this evolutionary change, didn't step away from their iconic look and feel. This is Rob Meyerson, the founder of brand strategy firm Heirloom. He's been studying Campbell's redesign for a new edition of the book, Designing Brand Identity. Though Campbell's Soup Company makes more than just soup, its namesake product has been on shelves for 130 years. The label has been tweaked many times since then, but only significantly redesigned a handful of times. Like in 1898, when the company first chose the colors that would define it. The red and white on the can, which is inspired by the Cornell football team's uniforms. That red and white wasn't touched in the new redesign, but other elements were tweaked. For example, the new logo gets rid of the drop shadow and disconnects the letters. Drop shadows are uh, a little bit of a relic of an era in design where adding dimension was seen as a positive. Removing any unnecessary uh, components like that subtle drop shadow just puts all the more focus on the recognizable assets. The overall effect is a simpler, more modern take on the logo, and modernizing is a theme throughout the redesign. The medallion, they, they retained all of the text and uh, basically the same imagery within the medallion, but they added some dimension to it that looks a little bit more 3D. It pops a little bit more. It feels brighter on the can. The word soup has, has been written in a different color. They've gone from a serif typeface, which has these little feet and pieces on the bottom of the P, for example, and they've gone to what's called sans serif, without a serif, and that's typically a little bit more modern. They also retained this slant on the interior of the O, and so I think this is just striking a balance between modernizing, refreshing, but keeping some recognizability between the old can and the new can. The company did add something new, a picture of each soup's ingredients. They wanted to emphasize the food ingredients in the can. Aaron Back is a Wall Street Journal columnist who covers all things Campbell's. This is about 
reaching young people who care about food quality, who care about what they're feeding their kids, and saying, look, there's real tomatoes in this. And there's another benefit to those pictures. Instead of using a picture of a bowl of soup or a spoon holding soup, They've gone with just this simple shot of the ingredients, the piece of chicken and the noodles, and that alone makes them stand out from everybody else in the space. So why did the company go through all this trouble for a redesign so subtle? The last thing you want to do is make it so that people don't recognize your, your cans or your products. And that Campbell's can was already so recognizable and had been for decades. It was memorialized by Andy Warhol and in catchy ads. Campbell's tomato soup, mm -mm good. For a long time, Campbell's iconic status translated into very strong sales. Around the turn of this century, that came to an end and they started running into problems. Soup sales began a steady decline for years. The overwhelming perception among young consumers is that Campbell's soups were old-fashioned, unhealthy, out of style, and unappealing. Changing that was part of CEO Mark Klaus's new strategy to prioritize soups after years of expanding beyond it. Some of that expansion worked. Campbell's snack division now accounts for nearly half of the company's sales. But fresh foods like baby carrots and salsa were less successful. The company ultimately sold its entire refrigerated food unit in 2019. The insight of the new management was, look, the name of the company is Campbell Soup Company. It's our most important product. So the company tried to appeal to younger consumers by refreshing both the label and the recipes. They took out high fructose corn syrup from the condensed soup line. The cream of mushroom, cream of chicken soups now have more fresh cream in them. The company also tried new marketing, like sponsoring an episode of Top Chef, do a Swiss chard gratin. making an NFT, and partnering with the Madden NFL game. And so far, it's helped. Soup sales have grown in recent years. That's in part due to the pandemic, when more people were cooking at home. But those lockdown customers stuck around. Campbell, you know, not too long ago was viewed as one of the most troubled of the major food brands, but last year as one of the top performers. Stock went up 31%, and that was in an overall down year for the stock market. Still, the future of growth for Campbell's isn't just in soup, it's snacks. The company designates that division's role as accelerated growth, but it was important for Campbell's to staunch its core products bleeding. Once you clean up the product and also make the label look more appealing, what you do is you kind of give a permission structure, something you can maybe even be excited about, to have a can of Campbell's tomato soup in your pantry. Well, Henry, we've we've talked about rebranding efforts before, so what is your initial take on what Campbell's soup has done? The first thing that popped into my mind when I saw this was contrasting this with the disastrous attempt of repackaging uh, Tropicana orange juice uh, from, I, I want to say it was like 2009, something like that. It was, it's already been a while. Um, and in that rebranding, what I've said, and I think we've talked about it here, what I said was, if you put the old Tropicana packaging next to that redesigned Tropicana packaging, there's no doubt that the redesign was a more beautiful packaging. It was, it was nicely done. It was very elegant. I'm sure that in focus groups or however they tested it, it probably did really, really well. The problem was that people have come to be trained, and this really speaks to Byron Sharp and the idea of distinctive brand assets. People have been trained to recognize a brand in a certain way, and there are certain key assets in that packaging that when they got rid of them abruptly, suddenly people didn't 
recognize the Tropicana on the shelf anymore. And the sales went through the floor um, to the point that very quickly after they had to revert back to a version of the old packaging. Uh, so I think that probably Campbell's was very well aware of that. Uh, I think it, so too. It was, yeah. uh, it was pretty much the talk of the marketing world and it is a, a case study in what not to do. Um, and so what we see here in this video is evolution rather than revolution um, in terms yeah. of, of the packaging. Yeah, I, I would agree. In fact, I came across something that was posted on the internet on, on LinkedIn the other day, and we mentioned it in a previous episode. It was the laws, it was 10 things that, that the poster described as the laws of advertising. And the first one was people don't care. So when you rightly pointed out that in the focus groups for Tropicana, there were people who probably loved the new design of the Tropicana packaging, that was completely out of context because they were all set up. It's like, hey, we've got this new packaging. Let's talk about it. And once they knew what was going to be presented to them, it wasn't a shock. But out in the real world, when people are just strolling down the, the grocery store aisles, picking up what they get, they don't care about that stuff. They just, they like you said, they have been very well trained. It's as if Tide had changed its colors from red or bright orange to green. People would walk right by it because they're not expecting to see green or gray or whatever color. Um, so I think you're right. I, I'm 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 mindful of the fact that smart brands are taking note of what's worked and what hasn't worked. Now, for me as a as a former copywriter and a creative, I kind of have a, a lot of fun when we talk about things like a rebranding effort because I get to put aside my my expertise as a quote unquote writer. And just now look at myself as a, as a as a former expert in branding and what goes into and makes us a brand strong. And we can connect this back to the creative brief as well, because this, these are certain elements that go into a good brief that will clearly define what the project and the objective is. And that has to translate into what we see in the packaging. So without knowing what the brief was, we can kind of make some intelligent guesses. And I think evolution is the great word here that I might, I, I'm pretty sure might've appeared in the brief at some point. We're not trying to make a drastic change. We're trying to make a subtle change, an upgrade, not a complete start from scratch. And I think they've achieved that pretty successfully. Yeah, and and I, I the other thing uh, I think, uh, there's a couple other topics that I wanna talk about regarding this piece that we saw. And one of them is that, the changes that they made, as we've described, were subtle, um, but it, it's also important to remember that what is in fashion now in terms of design will be out of fashion in five, 10 years and, and won't be. I mean, we've seen this, for example, with icons on the iPhone, right? Like the app icons that at one point they were very three-dimensional and then they went to like a flat. And we saw that with the Campbell's, you know, they, they got rid of the drop shadow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so they, they kind of said, well, drop shadow is kind of out of date. So we're going to get rid of that, but we're going to leave the font looking very similar. We're going to separate the characters a little bit. Okay. Um, but then the other interesting thing is that the medallion, they went from a flat medallion to one that was more three-dimensional. 
Yeah, so, I noticed that too. Well, at, yeah. the, at the same time that they took away the drop shadow that adds some depth to the name, they added depth to the medallion. So right. the point is when you make these minor modifications, there's always an opportunity to modify them back or to what the next uh, trend is. Um, and so, but it was interesting. They showed like the, the packaging over the years and it was largely, largely the same after they went from that black label to the red and white label. In 1897, a very long time ago. Exactly. So, uh, you know, all the way through the growth of 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 Campbell's soup. The other thing um, that is partially related to the packaging, um, but really also about what was going into the can, right? They talked, this wasn't just an effort right. to change the packaging to try to capture more share. This was about modernizing everything and that included the ingredients uh being more attuned to what consumers are asking for which is no uh high fructose corn syrup uh more cream in the cream uh soups uh you know more vegetables in the vegetable yeah, soup but basically making a better end product and then mm -hmm. they reflected that on the packaging by having these images of the actual ingredients that go in into the soup which also you know, speaks to, they they talked a little bit at length in the video about how all the other competitors have either a bowl or a spoon of soup. Right. And Campbell's kind of zigged where everybody else was zagging or vice versa, however you want to uh, phrase <laughs> it. Uh, but it makes it, again, distinctive to them that they have this ingredient shot um, on their on their red and white distinctive label with that font that is still si very similar to the font that they had before. A lot of the other elements remained the same, even though the font on the word soup changed. Um, you know, the little I, I, how do you pronounce the flor de lis on either side? Right. They were they were very similar still. So this is a, a, a don't lose your consumer. Don't you know I the the analogy I use is you and I are at a party and we decide we're going to go somewhere else and I know where we're going. So you're going to follow me. I got to be careful. I can't run stop signs or red lights or <laughs> go speeding. I need you to stay on my bumper so that you don't get lost. Cause you don't know where we're going. Right. You know, be before the time of cell phones, this was, <laughs> right. this was a thing, right? Like I, right. Oh, follow me. But, you're cursing at the red light because the guy took the yellow ahead of you, you know? <laughs> right, right, so right. this is a, this, this is an effort in trying not to lose the consumers um, as you're making your way from one party to the next. Yeah. But you, you, what you, you the two part topics that you brought up are kind of interesting for me because one is kind of an inside baseball thing, which all of our viewers, I think will appreciate, you know, the changes in the fonts, the changes in the, the lettering, the subtle changes in colors, the substitution for, uh, uh, you know, a bowl with the actual vegetables. These are the little details that professionals like us would get. An, an average consumer may or may not uh, that may, may or may not register with it with a typical consumer. And then the bigger issues like let's make the ingredients more healthy, more uh, contemporary, more responding to what I think they referred to the you know younger audience, what they want in terms of health um, and content. So this is stuff that's going to matter to the average consumer and going to matter to, to us. And so as I think students of briefs and students of branding, we can step back and say, all right, 
to your point, it's easy for me to follow you to the next location because I don't have GPS and you're not going too fast. You're not doing to me what Tropicana has done. But also, this is a better product. So they took advantage of the opportunity. It's like, we're going to make these changes to the label and to the fonts and to the colors and the da 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 Why don't we also improve the product? And, and Tropicana didn't do that. Maybe they didn't feel they needed to do that. They had a good product to begin with. But Campbell's Soup felt, well, we haven't done anything with this since 1970. I'll bet they haven't changed the ingredients since well, 1970, but you I don't know, know. You know, they say you learn by failing and there's no yeah. better way to learn than from somebody else's failure, right? It's better that you learn from, from, from somebody else's failure. And like I said, I think Tropicana has gone down in infamy as what not to do in a repackage uh, design. I, I just want to say this is a fun conversation because I, I grew up on Campbell's Soup. My, Me too. My, my grandmother, you know, used it a lot um, because me and my sister liked it and it was an easy solution. And I still, you know, with my kids, you know, when I don't want to cook, it's like uh, grilled cheese and uh, Campbell's tomato soup. And that's what's, and the kids love it. Yeah. You know, we were talking with, uh, with Mark Williams in a recent episode, who is a corporate uh, senior, senior level creative in the corporate world. And we were talking about the efforts to rescue brands. And he said, we, I think we were talking about the fact that there are a lot of, um, retailers out there that have their own their own brands. I think I think we're I'm making the, the correct reference. A lot of very well known grocery stores have their own store brands. So I, I personally, to to connect it to your you know your childhood and my own, I have often overlooked brands like Campbell's to go with the brand that the store where I live near sells that's just as good. I think I'm going to give Campbell's another look just because of what we saw here from, from this report. So I, I tip my hat to the Wall Street Journal for an incisive uh, video look at something in the world of marketing. And I think other, I will, we'll include the, the link. It's a pay window if you don't have a, a subscription, but I think this video was accessible to both of us. So we'll include the link in the show. And all copyright claims go to Howard Ibach. <laughs> all right good stuff henry good stuff howard he's henry gomez and he's howard eibach and together we're the brief brothers till next time bye bye, bye, -bye.